0: Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, on this episode of the MasterChef After Show, we're breaking down another double dose of MasterChef goodness. We'll be talking about Tag Team and Pop-Up Restaurant. Oh Nathan. <laughs> Let's do this. You are tuning into the destination for TV Superfan discussion. After Buzz TV and now let the buzz begin. Mm. Yeah, look at that. Welcome, everybody, to the MasterChef After Show here on After Buzz TV. Breaking it down here. Yes, uh, it was getting a little hot in the MasterChef kitchen this episode.
1: It really was. Oh,
0: yeah. And nobody felt it more than Nathan, which we'll get <laughs> to that in just a oh, moment. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, uh, he's quite a guy. Uh, we'll break it down two episodes. As I said another double dose of MasterChef goodness, tag team, and pop-up restaurant. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. To hey, my everybody. left, we've got the, the the lovely lady who's been gone for a couple weeks is back looking fantastic.
1: Oh, well, thank you, Frankie. You're so sweet. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Robin with the V here, and you can find me at B Stays Busy, B I Z Z Y.
0: Now, the third person of our panel, the lovely and talented Maria Provenzano, usually is sitting right here alongside with us, but today she is actually coming to us via Skype. Look at that. We can't keep her away. We had to
1: bring her in. Yes. Virtually.
0: Maria Provenzano.
2: Hi guys, I'm Maria Provenzano. You can find me at Maria Provenzano on Twitter and all of my information will be there and I'm sorry I am not in studio. All
0: That's alright. Right. Uh, uh, Brianna very, very here said. at After Buzz, she, uh, she did provide us some with uh, zucchini banana bread. So.
2: Oh, I wow. forgot to get Oh, zucchini and banana. Interesting. Mm, yes. It yeah. looked
1: good the way Frank was
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was Just jamming it in my face hole. That it was great. <laughs> His face hole. Yes. Hole <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's break down these two episodes. Uh, we've got a. I, I've. Uh, I'm so excited that Maria may had the opportunity to join us, even just via Skype, because watching these two episodes, man, I had so many questions, especially about and the she pressure loves test. Her pastries. Oh yes.
1: <laughs> we had to have you for the pastry.
0: <laughs> so uh, we start off with tag team, and we've got Nathan already. He's bragging about how he's the best dressed. Okay, that's. Oh man, what a self-appointed title! Well, uh, there on, may now. be
1: some people that would agree with him. Mm,
0: uh, nobody's smart. Uh, <laughs> and, but oh my I, gosh! I, now he's on Frank, you are
1: so bad.
0: I'm sorry. I just he just ugh. There, that that particular t- bow tie and jacket combo did not look good on time. It,
1: it did make his face look a little pinker nor- normally than normal. And, yeah, see, but I like go.
0: pink. Mm, it felt almost like that suit jacket was just a little too big. He felt like a little boyish in that. Yeah.
1: I think I'm used to it now. All
2: right. <laughs> I uh, feel like but if it, he's
1: not in one, I'm going to be like, what the heck Well, happened? yeah.
2: I mean, it's part of his character. He's <laughs> proud of it. Sorry. Nathan- I know you can see my – I've been moving my camera up and down trying to adjust it. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> you look you great. Perfectly fine. You fi. look great. <laughs> now, the one thing that was driving me crazy about Nathan is that he's bragging about his placement there in the top seven when really it's just by – I mean, he – it's just by luck. It hasn't certainly been by, I think, like skill – That he's proved himself in the top seven. It's just been by fortune and circumstance that he's gotten to the top seven.
2: Well, people kept him there because they knew he was a weak link. And so they're trying to get out. They're playing the game, you know, trying to get out the people who are good.
1: They're like, if I make it to the end and it's me and him, it's a dead win for them. Like, that's how they're looking at it. But let's be real. If Andre was there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's true. Or Terry. Or Mm. Care Bear. Yeah, uh, so we find out the mystery box challenge is They're going to be only having three things to use to cook with uh, A cast iron skillet, wooden spoon, and a paring knife Maria, do you subscribe to their belief that it's like You don't need to have a lot of fancy stuff You can have just some a few simple things in the kitchen And you can make imagine incredible dishes
2: Yeah, you can have a few simple things But they have to be good quality simple things Like your knife needs to be a good knife Your right. cast iron skillet needs to be one that can go in the oven Those kinds of things, you know
0: now, because Brandy brags during the course of this competition that she's got a bunch of cast iron uh, mm-hmm. skill that's passed right. down from her family, she right. has one that's like a hundred years old. That's got to be an amazing skill to have, right, Maria?
2: Well, cast iron lasts forever, as obviously because it's a hundred years old. But I mean, we've talked about cast iron. Probably, I think it was on Hell's Kitchen. We talked about. Um, cast iron but the uh the older yeah, it cast is iron, the more they're, they're flavor super, or
1: something like that, that yeah
2: they're super sturdy i mean they they add um iron into your food literally and you don't wash it with soap and water you just like wipe it clean you can use some salt to like scrub any gunk off but like it's just like layers of flavor
0: yeah so i mean i'm just i'm just curious like if you have a cast iron skillet that is like 100 years old and you just have like a you know like a cast iron skillet maybe a couple years old could you and you cook two steak dishes and one in each can you really could you tell Tell like one that's is cooked that's a
1: really good question
2: yeah they would be different
1: one would be like fine One's more wine more than the
2: other so <laughs> yeah
0: just it would be like just a, a richer flavor or I mean I guess I'm just trying to I think to... It's, it's the flavor it,
2: yeah it's the sort of the je ne sais quoi of, of what it is like why is this so good the body of so the flavor better? but too. like when it a, it's like you know when you have a pair of shoes and you you wear them in and they fit you better and you like are comfortable in them. That's like a cast iron skillet. When it, you, you break it's it the in, the
1: breakthrough. Yeah.
0: Hmm. All right, you just feel more comfortable eating that dish because it's been cooked yeah. in that cast iron skillet.
2: Yeah, oh, that's all right. like that's like new
1: wine versus old wine.
0: Gotcha. I completely. Yeah. There you go. I'm completely lost. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out though that since those are only three pieces of equipment they cut on all they do not allow them access to any other equipment in the master chef kitchen Cleared Nothing in the their drawers, drawers yeah. everything uh, but the pantry's open so as gordon says they're only limited by the available equipment and their imagination and gordon puts his money where his mouth is that was fair he does the mystery box challenge too that's always cool to see him in action
2: i know i love seeing him in the he's kitchen he's a
1: freaking magician
2: exactly oh, yeah. So quick,
0: quick sidebar, on Wednesday, he did a Facebook Live, or excuse me, Tuesday, he did a Facebook Live where he did a mystery box challenge where he cooked in a cast iron skillet, uh, kind of bas- inspired by what the mystery box challenge is going to be in this week's episode. Right. Uh, and he just did a whole Facebook Live on it, and he made this like chicken casserole pot pie, so to speak. Ooh. Did you watch it, Maria? Did you I watch tweeted the whole thing I, I watched pretty much the whole thing it only took about you know, 20 minutes or so because oh he already hit he had you know, basically he made the whole thing and then he had something in the oven that he pulled out that was already oh. made oh, so okay. he didn't have to sorry, okay. 20
2: minutes seems yeah. like he yeah. to bake longer so but.
0: he was able to cut out the baking time for that because it would have taken about he said about 20 minutes to bake so he cut that out just and, and had something already pre-baked but okay. still impressive to see him cooking live and doing everything like that.
1: Every time that man moves, it's just very magical. Maria, yeah. stopped laughing at me. <laughs> I put on the sexy voice. I'm like, mm. he cooks so sexy. <laughs>
0: uh, and I guess you do see the difference between the home cooks and Gordon, because when they do say go, the home cooks are running for the pantry. Gordon's just, you know, casually walking in.
1: Whistling in his head. Do-do-do. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I always say, in all fairness, whenever there's a chef and you know that has stepped in and done the challenge with them, they've already practiced. Not that I mean Gordon Ramsay could probably not have practiced and still done amazing, but right. Yeah, he knows what
0: he's doing going in. So uh, they're all cooking, and at the as they get to the end of it, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Maria, this is the first thing As I, I wrote it in all caps because I wanted to make sure I asked Maria this. I was like, all right, I wrote it in all caps. He does something at the end. I think he's over the tartan. Uh,
2: tartatine.
0: Tartine, tartatine. Tartatine. Tartan. Tartatine. Tartatine. What, what she saying? Guys, I'm a cook. You can tell. Uh, He he has this. uh, He has something like watered up in a napkin. Some uh, is it flour or sugar? And he's kind of tapping it with his finger over it to kind of dust it.
2: I think it was sugar.
0: It, was it just like in like in a cheesecloth or something like that? I was oh to yeah,
2: cheesecloth. Okay. Yeah, well, because he had no tools. I yes. mean, apparently, if that's what he had around, I don't know why he had a cheesecloth because I mean, I think that would be considered a tool. But you would you normally do like a strainer. Gotcha. Uh, so kind of like a like um, very thin, um, not with the smaller holes uh, strainer.
0: Yeah, so. that, it was cool. It was. A, I, I thought it was a really smart way to get around the <laughs> idea of how do you kind of like sift uh, like powdered sugar or something on something at the right, end. Right. Well, of and
2: them. that was the technique, or the the whole theory, kind of going into this is what. Like, things can I use in this pantry to substitute the tools that I'm missing? So you could see they were using vegetables and wine bottles to as, like, rollers for pastry and things like that, which was resourceful. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we get down to the end. Of course, as they finish all the cooking, the judges get a good chance to, well, one, uh, praise Gordon for the great cooking that he did. Right. Oh, yeah. So he cooked a great steak, and then he cooked, uh, well, the tart to tart. Teen? Tartatine. Tartatine. <laughs> rolled, Tartatine. Rolled right off my tongue. <laughs> uh, but they go out and they pick out the three best to try out. Uh, so were you uh, surprised by who they picked to, to, to taste? No. I don't know. What about you
2: guys? I don't
1: think
0: I was either. I wasn't the one I, because I, I, I knew they kind of like, Brandy had talked about having this uh, this long line of family skillets. But I wasn't quite sure because they're really playing up the whole David-Sean rivalry. So I wasn't sure if they're going to use both of them and Tenoria. It seemed like they're really playing up Tenoria in this episode too. So That's true. I, yeah. I wasn't sure. I thought it's for sure Tenoria. And then I wasn't sure about which of the other three, whether Brandy, David, or Sean, was going to not get chosen for this. And we find out that it's uh, Sean. He gets – he's the odd man out. And I always find it interesting when David gets picked for something over Sean because they never go to like any David's bites, uh, like his introspective bites as he's walking up to the front. It's always Sean's like thoughts about David getting picked. Like I'm just using this to fuel fuel my fire. That's it. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) But then every once in a while you hear David rooting for Sean when he's, you know, in the balcony or – Yeah. It's kind of like, way to go. but. You can tell yeah. they really cannot stand each other as far as <laughs> It doesn't seem
2: like it. Um, at all.
0: What are the odds that show's over, they're both back in Vegas, they ever get together? I, think it's,
2: I don't think what? they I'm not I mean, it's sort of like a they'll run into each other and be like, whoops, didn't mean to. But. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I
1: don't know. I feel like once this is all over and the pressure is all over, I feel like they could easily meet up for drinks. Maybe and just talk about it. I don't think they'll be BFFs. I don't think they'll be bros. They'll, they won't definitely won't be a bromance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But for drinks, you don't and think... say you know we made it. We did time together. You know yeah. we 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 time survived. Together. We conquered. We did
0: time together.
1: And then, That's yeah. how
2: this show felt. <laughs>
0: Uh, so we find out that Brandy wins which is cool the way and I felt like Tenoria had a chance but then when they were really hitting it so heavily on her and they edited it like this is my 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 challenge to lose that's I, her I've well house yeah apparently. all right. they They're hitting it too hard that Tenoria was overconfident in her chances yeah. of winning this thing uh, Brandy wins it though and we find out that she doesn't have to cook in the elimination challenge she's safe to go and uh, the challenge is for the uh... <laughs> the
1: picnic <laughs> platter guys What did you guys think about that platter? Because when I looked at it, I was just like, I don't want
0: that. You don't don't want No. No.
1: I'll take the champagne. Yes. I'll take the lobster roll. Yes. I'll even take the strawberries and the chips. But what the heck is is egg scotch?
0: Scotch eggs in there? Yeah. scotch eggs. (laughs) I don't want that. It it seemed like a really eclectic, like, I've never seen a picnic platter like that buried. Yeah. Maria?
2: No one's going to bring scotch eggs to a picnic. They're too time sensitive.
1: Thank they're you. They're too sensitive. Yeah,
2: because the middle of it needs to be soft. So if you're like, well, we're going to go to a picnic, like, two hours later, when you, like, finally get there, your cake's going to be gross and you're going to get food poisoning. Mm. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> True. The only thing that seemed appropriate for a picnic was the sliders.
0: Yeah, but then even then, if you were waiting for all, they'd get cold too, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, that I
2: mean, too. you could keep them, like, but then the buns get soggy. Like, it's not, it's not. <laughs>
0: well, then none of that. Actually, like the only thing, like the
2: heart-shaped cookies, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the strawberry like tuxedos, which like okay, uh, but yeah. So we find that was a real eclectic picnic. I did like Dan's, though because his idea of a picnic platter involves booze and maybe some cheese <laughs> and
1: maybe
2: some cheese. Okay, well, Not that even was bread. a tough no. <laughs> challenge though too. That's a lot of dishes.
0: Yeah. It was. And we found out that it's it's too much for one person to make. So what Clearly. they're going to do is they're going to do teams, and they're going to do a MasterChef Classic. It's going to be tag teams. And Brandy gets to decide who the teams are. I think
1: this is one of the ultimate advantages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have loved to have gotten that advantage if I could choose any of them and so she, far. I
0: thought she chose smartly with the teams. She
1: did. Oof. She did it so smart. Yeah. Especially with Nathan and Sean.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so she picks Sean and Nathan, David and Katie, and Tenori and Dan. Now, with David and Katie, I did like that because uh, Katie, uh, Brandy said the reason that she chose David is like he does, she doesn't think he can lead. And, of course, we cut to David saying, oh, I can lead, but can Katie listen?
2: Like, oh, my God. Whatever, David. Come on. He's, he's on my shit list. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm rocking. I'm rocking. I'm teeter-totting, <laughs> batting for us oh. from these last After episodes. After
2: this episode, uh,
1: really Maria is not here for him.
0: <laughs> now the challenge starts, and ladies, let's just take some time now to talk about my favorite part of this whole episode. Oh my God. is just the descent of Nathan.
1: I, I mean, let's be honest. We all knew that he was gonna like panic. We all knew that he would panic. But to the extent in which he panicked, I was surprised. It was so bad. It was to the point where he couldn't even get the screaming out. I think he was internalizing it so much that it was just internally freaking his entire body out.
0: I mean, to have repeated pep talks by Gordon Ramsay, to sit down in he, a chair to drink
1: him water. He brought a chair. He got yes. him water. He picked
2: him up, sat him back there. Like, and he... he- Literally, the way he acted was how my toddler acts. Like, he was like flailing okay. his body <laughs> and like grunting and like screaming. I'm like, You're three. You're a three year old. not okay.
0: Uh, he ate me. You could see all the flop sweat. I mean, he was just getting so hot his and so
1: eyes sweaty. His so sweaty. Super glazed over at one point. And a part in the of back me of felt of really
2: moment. bad for him because it's like, you should be able to manage your I mean, I can see like getting frustrated and like, you know, David did like throwing the champagne thing at the end, but this is like, you're fighting through it. He's just, I mean, he could not manage his emotions.
0: And you would think there's usually when they have scenes like this that uh, somebody is kind of you know, spiraling out of control. Gordon comes, gives him a little pep talk, and they kind of get it together enough to at least finish a challenge. Not so with Nathan. I mean, Nathan, I mean, he got that pep talk. He was so gone. (laughs) He fell down. I don't know if you guys have heard about that so gone chat. Did he fall
2: or did he faint? I was confused. I guess he
0: kind of fainted, fell. I mean, he was up pretty quickly. it was a
1: combination of two, but then the moment Jeff Ramsey grabbed him, he's like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. (laughs) Like, I don't know if he was embarrassed or what, but... I think he didn't realize that he faked it. Yeah, just,
2: that that scared me for like is it actually for his well being. I'm I'm just like if you can't handle this, you have, this is not the right career no, choice for at you.
1: All. And just, just do the, potlucks for parties and stuff. Don't yeah. make it super, super serious. He like would
2: get that. stressed out about that.
1: Yeah. Probably. I really think he would. But just one dish, can you just be responsible for one dish?
0: Ugh. And you, I think you know, like, if the, if you know you're spiraling out that way, that the only way you can be saved is everything you cook has got to be awesome. Because if nothing is, if there, even if there's a couple, one thing that's kind of bad, that's a perfect opportunity for them to say, well, see you later, Nathan. Right. Yeah. And sadly, a lot of things were wrong with Nathan. <laughs> that's John's plate. I know.
1: Bless his heart. But he's a decent cook.
0: Uh, yeah, well, as, and uh, as Maria said at the end of it, uh, David throws down the champagne bottle.
1: And it still didn't open. I just knew when he threw it down it was going to pop open finally.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, what do you think about Christine giving a little, a little uh, as she says, real talk right there as they bring up the, the plate?
2: That was the one moment in a lot of episodes that I was actually like, okay, um, thank you for like being real. Because I feel like she's so like putting on a show. But when she said that, I was like, thank God. You yeah. know, someone needed to.
1: I agree.
2: Yeah, it was interesting.
1: I'm, I'm steady staring at her. I don't know the point of where I'm staring at her when she talks is her mouth all the time. But I'm constantly waiting for her to just say something real, and I was just kind of like, okay, I can deal with that.
0: Yeah. When we get to the second episode and we talk about the pastry challenge, I'll, I'll talk about my feelings about her in a second because it gets a little okay. bonkers with that. But, uh, it's
2: just too much.
0: <laughs> uh, but we find out what, uh, we've got uh, uh, Dan and Tenoria. I mean, they they, they,
2: they rock it up pretty well. They love communication.
1: Yeah. And I like Mm -hmm. the part where Dan is like, all right, you're communicating well, but stop yelling at me. It's freaking me out. Like, that was really nice, (laughs) a nice way to put it. Instead of like, stop yelling at me. Like, he was Nathan or something. You know, he he can handle it. He has some maturing to do, too. Of course. Of course. But he's definitely not the three year old.
0: No, that's true. Uh, He's like
1: 12, you know, preteenish or 13. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as bad. But.
0: So, despite all the, the drama with David at the end, they do a pretty good job. Dan and Torea, they do okay. And then it just gets on to Sean and Nathan, and they have no scotch eggs, raw lobster in the lobster roll. The sliders are raw. Uh, it's terrible. I mean, pretty much you know right from there that one of them is going to be going home. And, I mean, honestly, there's really no suspense. I mean, people are they're cutting it and trying to think, like, oh, maybe Sean's going home. Even Sean's <laughs> like, maybe I'm going home. Like, no.
1: You're not. Let's be real. Let's just be honest.
0: I mean, the you're fact that anything got to the plate, Sean. yeah, that was, was yeah. because of Sean. Uh, and so, uh, goodbye, Nathan. Goodbye, uh, Maria. I know you're here. Well, Maria, take a moment to reflect on your 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 time and your and your love for Nathan in the MasterChef you know, competition.
2: I f- I feel like I have a little bit of a soft spot for him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Part of me feels feels a little bit bad for him, but he did make it this far. But do I think he deserved to be there? No, not not this at
1: this point. Even more reason to salute him because he made it this far.
0: You know, and that uh, that kind of basically just showed me uh, the, kind of the the, the frustrations with a challenge like this. Because when they at the beginning when they start cooking here, they say, "You know, this is our top seven chefs in America." And it's like, well, it's not really because not. you eliminated Andrew, you eliminated Terry. I mean, Let's you've be eliminated, honest. yeah. It's
2: yeah. it's not, no, it's and not. you know that's part of the competition aspect, I guess. But yeah.
0: I feel like it's weird to be constantly using that, the descriptive, uh, the, the best uh, with them. Because it's not. Some of them have just got uh, through the, the best skin of It's what
1: you have for now under the circumstances in which you're doing a reality
0: television <laughs> show. Right. I just feel right. like it's, you know, uh, seven home cooks of varied skill. <laughs> That's a varied like, skill. Yes. I like that. But That's... you
2: know what? I will say, like, looking at what they have made, um, you know, in both of these episodes um, from last night, they're... I mean, it's pretty intense. this what the, what they did in these past two episodes, and I think it's to be able to do that is really, really hard.
0: I mean, that that picnic one just seemed like a tremendous amount of food to get done in that amount of time, even with two people yeah. kind of tag teaming it. Tag teaming it,
1: right? Right. I don't know how that would have actually happened. I mean, obviously they give them a little less time so that it can be a competition and it can be a challenge, but I would have wondered how. How many people or how many teams would have actually succeeded in that challenge better if they had more time? Just a yeah. little more. Just like maybe 10 more minutes. Yeah. You know, or uh- seven.
0: And I should mention that our guest chef for these two episodes was Kevin Spraga, who was also there last week, too. I like him. Really? I'm not a huge fan. Why? He's kind of a dud. And I'll tell you one reason that really <laughs> bugs me about this it's guy. Tell me. It's his questions. Like, uh, at the end where he's talking about everybody's picnic platters, the results. Like, with Dan and Tenoria, he's questioning them. Uh, like, what happened here? What happened here? As he's asking them about, like, the, the tuxedoed uh, strawberries and stuff. Like, you were, we saw you commenting on, on what they are doing throughout the entire challenge. You watched them do everything. Please uh, stop asking dumb questions. What happened here? You know what happened here, Kevin. You saw it all happen. Don't be a dum-dum. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> what? He's not cute. Come on. He's kind of handsome. Really? Yeah. Mm, uh, I don't know. He's kind of a, uh, he's a dud. Uh,
2: Maria? Maria? I got nothing I don't he doesn't really do one way or the other for me so
0: mm, I feel like that's uh, falling on my side of things alright so it's two against uh, two against well, Sorry, like, sorry no, no
2: no Maria <laughs>
1: not on your side it doesn't mean that I mean but he's not ugly he, ha- he has to he has to bring something to the table that isn't already brought by Christina and Chef Ramsay yes yeah. so. oh, well and that's... I
2: don't know if he did I mean that was the he thing he probably like, didn't you know, but I wasn't, to, to I just like ask questions like, I think he brings something really cool and interesting
0: uh yeah, yeah, so somebody's looking to bring a wet blanket to a party. And yes, <laughs> you my
2: are god.
1: outrageous. <laughs> you're
0: so bad. He's in
1: hateration mode tonight, honey.
0: <laughs> that, yes. Nathan that
1: is, is the best is way to describe
2: hater-
0: that I'm tonight. in hateration mode because ah.
1: you're not here in studio. Maria. That's right.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's when you get Maria. Who's being now. a dud
1: now? Huh?
0: huh? <laughs> hateration. Hateration nation. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> I like that when he got to oh. cook with them, though. Chef Sprague. Sprag-
0: oh, last Sprag- week? Sprague. Sprag- yeah. All right. I'm done with
1: him. I'm, I'm <laughs> done with Sprague. <laughs>
0: Sprag- uh, so, because of the uh, uh, David and uh, Katie, they I mean,
1: win. Sprag- I can call him Sprague. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, it's not his last name.
0: <clears throat> they get to be captains for the, uh, the next team challenge. And that leads us into our next episode: Pop-Up Restaurant. So they go over to a cool, the Park Plaza Hotel. Uh, it's kind of been deserted, built up in 1925 in Los Angeles. Deserted right now, but they decide to kind of, uh, kind of restore some of the luster to the Park Plaza for one night and do a 1920s and party, themed party for that evening. And of course, who's going to cook it?
2: They are.
0: Yes. This
2: really took I, me back to Hell's I bet Kitchen. But they were so disappointed. Like they actually were, like all dressed up and really wanted to like go do something <laughs> fun.
1: Beow, 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 beow. That yeah, was really. They've
2: funny. been sequestered.
1: Right, ah, sequester. So shout out to Lim
0: <laughs> Solve this all day, every, every day. <laughs> day. <laughs> Follow me at the Poet Saint. <laughs>
2: for those of you even... who don't know what we're referring to, that's right. Get ready for Hell's, Hell's, kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Which this episode felt a little bit like. Hell's it kitchen.
1: did because he was on fire. He was actually yelling at them. This is the Chef Ramsay I'm this used to. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yep. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Thank you, yes. James
1: wait make, face. make sure when you tune when you chime in james that that our viewers can hear you too don't you have options? Yes. okay cool <laughs> yes because it sounds like we're just talking to imaginary <laughs> <laughs> the imaginary
0: the voices in our head yes
1: we got uh, yelled at
0: uh so uh since katie and david win they get to uh, each pick the teams it's katie and david our team captains mm-hmm. katie picks sean and dan and david has brandy and tenoria good choices
1: I think so. I knew David was not going to pick Sean. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: They're competitors. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I feel like he, and I guess maybe he has a right that Sean doesn't want to be a follower. He wants to be his own leader. So if right. he, it's, you know, two two kings can't run around in the same kitchen.
2: Seems yeah,
1: like. that team would have crashed and burned.
0: Yeah. Possibly.
2: Yeah, just two alpha males. hmm Just head to head. So I think they
1: were two great teams.
0: Yeah, I and, think so. Yeah, it seemed like it was interesting, and so we find out that Gordon has devised a menu of nineteen twenties classic dishes. We had, like pan seared scallops mm. with quail egg. How
2: was that nineteen twenties though? With caviar, like
0: yeah, all right. Like,
2: so. That doesn't scream nineteen twenties to me. I don't Those know
1: teeth- if any of this screams nineteen twenties to me, but it sounded so. Good. It screams look-
2: elegance to me, yes. but it doesn't scream nineteen twenty. I don't believe. I mean I should have we looked were it up not now, there. but like we
0: have, but we I were don't not think there.
2: scallops were all the rage in nineteen twenty.
0: I would think the only one that may have been would have been Oysters Rockefeller.
2: That yeah, one I can see. My yeah. grandpa, um my grandpa who died at ninety two, like I mean, his whole life he had Oysters Rockefeller. So. Really? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, one of his favorite things.
0: Did you ever make it for him?
2: I never made it, but there was um actually my parents have a friend who's a chef at a local restaurant and he would make them because I mean, as you can see, they're like, we don't normally just go out and buy oysters. You know, that's right. not even something I buy on the regular in California. Right. And so in Michigan, you know, you don't really think, like, oh, I'm going to go buy some oysters. Um, so, yeah, we would get them for, like, you know, special, like, events or whatever, like his birthday. But they're good.
0: They're yeah. oh, really rich. They
2: they're
0: really good. I've never, have you had them? I've never.
1: I had them for the first time in New Orleans. That was the first Ooh. time I had it. Was it. Were they
2: really cheesy? No,
1: it wasn't that cheesy. Okay. It was just so good because before that um quiz kept I was eating oysters out of the can and knew <laughs> nothing about that. I was eating oysters with hot sauce and um freaking what <laughs> are those butter crackers?
2: But oysters a, and hot Ritz? sauce are good. But I've never had
1: oysters. In a no, egg. that's red, Frank. The green box, they were um are rectangle crackers, <laughs> okay. and they taste Club like butter crackers. Club crack. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Somebody's feeling what. But yeah, I was living like in the wrong life, and so when I went <laughs> to New Orleans and had the oyster Rockefeller, I was like, "What is this? Why did they do that to me? My mom did that to me."
0: I good like stuff. you started the sentence by quiet as a cat.
1: I said, quiet as
0: cat. Oh, quiet as cat. I'm oh, sorry. I said, quiet as a cat. I, I may have said that secret. wrong, too, because no, no, apparently
1: no. I say everything wrong here.
0: <laughs> I love that. It's just a cool expression to, to lead into this little secret. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, the Rockefellers are bomb. Bomb.
0: So, so, you're eating it like that, out of the can. All of a sudden, somebody puts oyster Rockefeller in front of you. What, what goes through your head as you first eat it? A-
1: I was mind blown. I. I didn't even, I started thinking the shit, um, excuse me, the stuff I was eating before <laughs> wasn't even oysters. I was like, what is that? <laughs> what is that crap that I've been eating? Oysters
2: been- are so good. They're one of my favorite things
1: ever. I love fresh oysters on yeah. a half shell. Like,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm a
1: sucker for some oysters.
0: Now for oysters, oysters Rockefeller, are breadcrumbs breadcrumbs aren't they're optional, right? Because some of them. Mm,
2: I would say breadcrumbs are a necessity. A
0: necessity, okay. Because
2: mm-hmm, it's that crunch. Um, but I've seen some made without Hollandaise that are more like cheese, like I didn't,
1: cheesy. I didn't have the Hollandaise. Yeah, when I tried it. For the but first I think time. the one
2: we had wasn't Hollandaise. It was sort of like a sauce, but it wasn't Hollandaise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. <sighs> So good. Um, and then the also thing that they cook is butter poached lobster. Uh, tagliatella. Tagliatella. Well, Tagli- oh, I'm really good with his Italian words today. Nailing it.
2: Tatine is French.
0: Damn it. Look at me. Anyway, guys, Maria bye everybody.
2: Leave it to
1: Maria to be like, actually, you're still
0: laughing at me. You know what? One of our viewers is
2: probably thinking it, so I got to say it. No, you just got
0: to call me out. I know. No, that's right. I'm, I'm terrible. I know it. <laughs> uh, and then they also have filet mignon, which uh, nothing makes me less interested in eating your dish when you describe it as with mashed potatoes and root vegetables. Like, come on, root. That just sounds just like... Ugh. It's yeah.
2: what they're called. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it just sounds... un
2: They're rooted in the ground. They're called root vegetables.
0: But make it sound... Well, what
1: about if they said root veggies? Is that better? Root veg? You just don't like the root? So you do
0: like root. I just think like it just makes me like we just yanked it just directly out of the ground and we just threw it on your plate. We didn't clean it. Oh, we I think it's all it sounds like and
1: rustic and... That's dirty. what he means by not clean, rustic.
0: Mmm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, it just sounds just a little dirty. Dusty. <laughs> it's a little dusty. <laughs> I got a little dusty on my plate. It doesn't sound that appetizing to me. Uh, but I do like Gordon's recipe for his mash though. It's sixty percent potatoes and forty percent butter. Mm. Oh, okay, have
2: can I tell you? I yes. was just at a restaurant for my anniversary and they said they do fifty percent butter and fifty percent potatoes.
0: And how and were they, they?
2: They were heavenly.
0: Really? Oof, man. Oh, that I'm gonna
1: start good. asking now.
0: Hey, yeah. what's your- <laughs>
1: I had some goat cheese mashed potatoes today. Ooh. And um, it was with this braised rib. It was oh, <sighs> so delicious. Oh, I should have freaking asked.
0: What's your ratio?
1: Yeah, of, like of I'm like, I never think to ask that, but I'm like, ooh, I'm going to start asking that. Yeah. I think
2: 60-40 is probably more realistic. Um, the ones that I had were good, but they were very, I think it could have been more, like it was just, could have been too oily. You know what I mean? Right. It was like if they sat even longer or something. But I think 60-40 is a really good ratio. A
0: mm, 50-50, that just sounds just so. I me some butter, baby. Put mm. me on the oh, roll. I
2: do too. <laughs> like butter poached lobster, Yeah
1: all day every (laughs) day (laughs) (laughs) sequester me up with some
2: butter poached
0: lobster
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you wouldn't need to go out obviously but all those dishes sounded amazing yeah
0: Yeah. and uh, to make sure that they all get out and everything's kept to the highest standard of quality because it's of course the master chef reputation who's going to expedite all these dishes Gordon Ramsay, of course. Which, well,
2: don't you guys think a lot of these were similar to what we see in Hell's Kitchen, like the, the scallops, scallops, the tagliatelle, sure. yes. the fillet, the mashed potatoes?
1: Yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, especially with the, when I saw that the scallops <laughs> dish, I felt like this is something I would just see them cooking on a regular night in the Master Chef kitchen yeah. Yeah. or the exactly. Hell's Kitchen. Uh, the uh, the one thing though is I feel like in this episode do we really need Christine and Kevin because they pretty much just sat there and they watched Gordon demonstrate they watched Ke- Gordon expedite <laughs> Kevin kind of walked around a little bit asked, asked a couple questions, questions. <laughs> yeah that was it it was like basically Gordon's like I don't need you to just go away let me do this whole thing
1: He's like bye Felicia and Felipe <laughs> Oh, we well,
2: go. you know what? It was really amazing watching the execution, though, of the, everything that he made. It, it was another time of watching Gordon Ramsay just really be brilliant.
1: That didn't seem like there was enough time. You see them with their notebooks and their pens, yeah. and he, it sounds like he's going over each dish so
2: quickly. Well, have you guys ever watched one of his, um, like, things on YouTube where he, literally like his own cooking show where he teaches you how to make something? Yes. Because, yeah, exactly. So, and I've watched and tried to, like, replicate. And I'm, like, I'm rewinding that thing, like, 12 times. Like, what did she say? pause
0: button. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and that's something where you have the opportunity to rewind and to pause. They don't. No, you could write all the notes you want. But, man, how are you going to be able to look at all that stuff when you're trying to cook it in a competition setting? yeah. Uh, so I mean I saw a guy, God bless Katie I mean uh, writing down everything just like <laughs> but did luck. it
1: help but did it help no,
0: that's no, the no, real no. question uh, and I do like when they get ready to start uh, Gordon yells out an order for the red team and Dan answers <laughs> and he's like what are you doing you dummy <laughs> why are you answering for the, red, for the red team you idiot
1: poor Dan <laughs> he, was, he was a deer in headlights yeah
0: yeah well I feel like and I, I, I could relate to Dan in this episode in the sense where, okay, you may feel like you're kind of a good cook, but then all of a sudden you're put in a high-end deluxe restaurant there and you're expected to cook the at these standards. The intensity
1: is on a whole other level.
0: Yeah, and you can, so for this challenge, he felt like really out of his element.
1: And it would have helped, I feel like, if he maybe would have had better leadership, honestly.
0: True. Kitty wasn't the best choice for that. Maybe somebody, I think David could have gotten maybe more out of him.
1: And I feel like she was taking... I feel like she was just being safe by just being the plater.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she I feel like she was trying to go where she thought she excelled, which maybe wasn't the cooking. You know what I mean? So she was plating. So I don't know. It was sort of an interesting choice, I think.
0: Well, for Maria, for you who has such background in cooking, if you were put into a situation like this, how do you feel you would do? Would you you think you, Would you find it overwhelming, or do you feel like you have enough talent that you could at least get through it and be okay?
2: Well, the thing is, I think it's all about what you're accustomed to. People who have worked in restaurants are used to that, you know, hustle-bustle. Whereas, like, I'm a home cook, and to be totally honest with you, sometimes when I'm in my kitchen trying to make dinner, I try to, like, go super fast and, like, think I'm in this competition. <laughs> like, could I be, like, could I do this faster? Could I do this? And, like, I think I'm cool, and I'm just really not. Because I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, pretty sure I still have 20 minutes till my husband's going to come home and everything's ready. So um, do I think I could do this? God, I think it would be I, uh, going in blind like tomorrow. No, because I don't have any experience in it, and I right. think it's just—I uh, don't know. I don't think you know until you're in it.
1: It's high stress levels. Yeah, I could, I could have easily been a Nathan passing out. <laughs> like I just—I would probably just be like no, I'm right. out. You're just getting I that sweat? Out, I would have just walked out. Like, <laughs> no.
2: Well, I don't know. I do a lot of yoga, so I, I really try to like have my zen and keep yourself but- centered. <laughs> But that I think, I think that's really hard. I think because you're also working with other personalities, very strong personalities, because to be real, like this show, yes, you want to you wanna be a good cook and they want the best cooks, but they want personalities on the show, too. It's entertainment. Right. So there's a lot of big personalities you're dealing with. And, and then everybody's fighting to win. So it's tough.
1: And you even see people, you even see someone like Tenoria, who's been as cool as a cucumber this yeah. entire time, who gets very perturbed. And she's like, they're not communicating with me. Well, and this
2: was Hell's Kitchen.
1: Exactly. But mm. she's like, wait, Brandy and David are just chummy chummy. They yeah. got their stuff together. No well, one's talking to me. And you see her kind of lose her her footing mm-hmm. as far as like her mentality goes and her being calm and her being centered. You can see it, it got rattled a little bit.
2: It, she did get rattled, but she she still was very She's super voiced. strong.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I guess you really, but you could see it. You could oh, see yeah. it in her whole mannerism, yeah, and in her face. She was just like,
0: "Yeah." And I guess you could really <sighs> see it for that, just like how important communication is with the entire team. And mm-hmm. if somebody does feel left out, that that's it can not just, okay. Yeah, it can put that whole team in a tailspin right there.
1: I just but, didn't like when David was like, "It's not time for hurt feelings," and I was like,
0: <sighs> "Yeah." David does not do a good job of giving a, that that good old rally that rally speech.
1: I mean, he did he did it after his OTF his on the fly interview. Yeah. But when he's talking smack by himself, he's not saying that in front of people.
0: What I did like about David, because there's a little struggle. Both teams had their struggles. I think the red team more so than the blue team. But then for David, it kind of clicked. And I thought it was a nice insight, since he's a poker player, to treat everything like he does with poker and just see everything in numbers. And once he kind of approached it that way, everything seemed to click into place Mm -hmm. with him. I thought that was a really cool approach to this. I
1: think this is the best I've seen him lead. Mm-hmm. Actually,
2: I actually thought that was a really interesting way to understand him, maybe a little bit better. Um, but I thought that because I don't think I would have ever really thought of it that way. But that was interesting, right?
0: Yeah, it, interesting. Just the approach, it just because just hearing him calling out the numbers, you know, we got a five and a one and a one, and just like I feel like all right, he's just calling out like you know just card numbers on it that you as you see at the poker table. It was mm-hmm. just a really cool way, and uh, it seemed like they really pulled it out when he started thinking it, thinking about it in that in that fashion.
1: He just had to get out of being butthurt. He was the one butthurt for the most part for the last few yeah. weeks. So um, he's I think such he got a his baby. Splitting. I he know. Is. I think because he's just used to winning. Oh. Well, uh,
0: and as we get some glimpses from uh for next week's episode. <laughs> Maria, uh, I, Be better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that little butthurtness is not going away. Uh, yeah. from what we see. <laughs> it's just that don't
1: pee. down someone else when they get in their feelings. Like you're you've always been poised and perfect.
0: Right. What I liked about this, uh, for two commercial breaks in a row for this as they're cooking in there, that you can tell Gordon is not enjoying the whole experience because it goes to commercial two times with him putting his face in his hands and just like, what is happening here?
1: <laughs> I was a little nervous for them. Ugh. It went a lot. It went by a lot quicker than I thought it was going to be because, again, immediately when that happened, I went straight into Hell Kitchen mode. Mm-hmm. And normally that is stretched way longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the bleeding is kind of like ripping the bandaid off quick as far as how they edited it or right yeah
0: when it did end I was like alright we're done with the episode and then I looked at it and it's like oh we still have another half hour left because it <laughs> did seem like this is this has been going on for was a while it intense <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like though that before they announced who the winner was going to be or the uh, supposed winner was going to be they got all dressed up look at that Gordon looking all swanky Christine looking all dazzling there
2: mm-hmm. they
0: came out to announce and then just, uh, uh, just such a lame piece we're going to announce the winner tomorrow go away
2: yeah that why, was dumb.
0: Why did we waste this time doing this?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Is it like, for real? Why? <laughs> yes.
0: Why, though? Why? <laughs> just the, why do we have to do all this? It's just because Gordon wanted everybody to see how cool he looked in his little swanky tux. True. Like, Come on, guys. I, I wonder if
1: this. they got to enjoy the party after that.
0: <sighs> Probably or not. did they
1: just go get back on the bus? And oh, you I feel know like they're, they're getting back on the bus.
0: <laughs> you, know, you know, Gordon got a chance to hang out. Gordon and uh, you know your boy, Kevin. He was just up there. Yeah. We you know wet blanket on everybody.
1: You're so mean. <laughs> you're so mean.
0: But now we come to the the part that I'm really excited to talk about here. We get to the pressure test. We feel a re- uh, They decide that the blue team wins. And it seems like as you're watching the course of the episode, it looks like you would be surprised if the blue team hadn't won for this. Uh, so the red team is doing the pressure test. That means Katie, Sean, and Dan are going to compete. One of them is going to go home. And this is all about desserts. Oh, if only we had somebody to talk desserts with. Mm-hmm. To get an that insight. Be. I don't know. So we get that uh, each of the chefs has kind of a, a dessert specialty. It's all going to center around chocolate. And Kevin's got a, a white chocolate éclair.
1: Ooh, yes, honey.
0: Oh, uh, white got
2: chocolate. that.
0: <laughs> a milk chocolate cheesecake.
2: There's subtext in that. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and Gordon has a dark chocolate molten lava cake. And the idea is, you're not just making one of these; you're making all three in 60 minutes.
1: That was so unfair when he said that. I was just like, wait, why?"
2: I, I couldn't. I was literally in shock.
0: All right. So, Maria, all right, as somebody who's known for making her baked goods, and they are delicious, uh, as you can test you can check out uh, Maria's blog. She's got all the recipes on there. She's working on a cookbook. Oh, I'm, I'm just plugging you, Maria. From scratch right. with Maria. Yes. Did I say
1: it
2: right? Yes.
0: Yes. Hey. Oh, and we had some of her pumpkins. Uh, her pumpkin biscotti. Oh, last week it was delicious. It was so good. I
2: actually made a pumpkin pound cake that is going Wait. on my website next week. So all I was right. sad I couldn't have brought it to you guys. But. Are you so are we?
0: Yeah, we're sad too, Maria. It was we're really good. Okay,
1: so I'm just gonna have to come over. How about that? <laughs> yeah,
0: we're on our way. That is fine. <laughs> so when this gets sprung in them, they're making all three. Uh, how how challenging is this in 60 minutes?
2: It's insane. It's insane. I'm shocked they did it.
0: What? I'm shocked. What? Just, I, I, just to give everybody like a better sense, what makes it? What makes cooking all three of these in 16 minutes so crazy?
2: Well, you're baking, so it's baking times. It's not like when you cook, you know, you're like it's it's quick. It's on, a, you know, the skillet. You're doing this, and you can kind of control it. Whereas baking is, you don't have control. It's in the oven for a certain amount of time. And once you do, like with cooking, for instance, like if you burn a piece, you can cut it off or. You know, you can kind of work on things as you go, whereas when you bake it and if, if it doesn't rise or if you don't have the temperature right or you feel like there's so much like you put it in the oven and your hands are up because there's like nothing you can do after that. Conversely so I think it's just so much like there's such a science and if you don't have the pieces to the puzzle all right, it's going to fail.
0: Well, it certainly seems like, especially when you have to put something in the oven, like that point of no return, especially as they were kind of yeah. emphasizing about the molten lava cake, that it takes at least 12 to 15 minutes. Okay. So, you know, if you're not in that ballpark at all, like, I mean, Dan put his in with nine minutes left to go.
2: It brought his oven up to 500 and some degrees. I'm like, you're just not, like, you're an idiot. You can't you know, bake anything. Like, the highest you bake something is probably 425, and that's like, maybe, maybe pie crust, maybe.
0: All right, so because I, I, me, I mean, I thought like with Dan, I mean, what else are you going to do in nine minutes? You might as well turn it up as high as you can and hope for the best. Is that? I mean,
2: know? I guess with that if you got nothing else to lose, you know, <laughs>
0: gotta do what you
1: gotta do. Uh,
0: all right, so for this challenge, you're given this challenge, Maria. How would you do this? What would be your approach? What would you get done well, first?
2: It's funny because I, I tried to think of that when they brought them all out, and I was, and I, I. Was sort of jaw dropped. I was like, I don't really know because I'm trying to think of like, what can should you do all three and then put them all in the oven? And what, you know what I mean? I was trying to figure out oven times and if they had like multiple ovens they could use and things like that. So that's where I was trying to figure out. But Christina said the, um, I was actually thinking maybe the eclair first so you could let it cool, but she said the um, cheesecake. And um the thing about cheesecake is not you find like not a lot of people make cheesecakes at home because they're a little bit more technical. Um, you know, you put it in a water bath that helps prevent it cracking, it keeps the moisture in so it doesn't dry out. Um but it's like anything else when you like I feel like with dance because this was so like deep and thick, it's it needs it's low and slow for like a you know, it's like three twenty-five for like I mean, I think I bake mine at God, it was at least a half hour, I think, and it's not even as thick. So, I mean, right. it could even take up to an hour depending on how big it is. So,
0: and it was interesting that I mean, Dan did like seem like the cardinal sin when it comes to baking is that everybody you seem to make at least two of everything right. in case something goes wrong. And he just put one in and he was all cocky about it, too.
1: He said he felt very confident about it.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the thrower like, Dan, you're only putting one in. Like, ah, <clears throat> one is the yeah, guy it. it's and all then good. He's
1: like, well, it better be good enough. And he's like, it better be good enough. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Now that I think about it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we get with, as we're making the uh, the, the, um, the 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 pastry dough for the eclairs, mm-hmm.
2: it's called choux. P P-A-T-E. Let's pate-shu.
0: talk about my the moment we're talking about with Christine and her reactions when he, Dan goes to pour it in the piping oh. sleeve there, and it's just basically he's pouring soup in there. And Christine's he was face milking
2: a cow with that thing. That's what Gordon Ramsay said. I would died.
0: Christine's face was like, "Get over it, come on." She's like. Oh my God. <laughs> like why are you reacting oh like God. this don't stop it stop it that is way too over exaggerated for this
1: i mean it must have been really that bad right friends <laughs> she, she makes
2: that face though and i mean she was doing that in the at the restaurant too she was just like oh, the whole time i'm like girlfriend ah. <laughs> it
0: yeah. uh it okay. did not go yeah uh ugh. Uh, so we see them He's just cooking it and it up they, for the TV, you guys. Do you? Do it uh, the TV. But come on. Like you don't, you do
1: to come back for the next season, but
0: you don't see Gordon like over. <laughs> it's his show.
1: He doesn't have to do much. It's Gordon. Yeah,
0: but she's been on a few seasons. I feel like she should be secure in her job. They're not going to get rid of her. She doesn't need to ham it up like this. It's
1: just, it's guys, just, what it if that's feel really like her personality? With... What if that's really her in real life? Like what if? I uh, don't even know. What if she really is just like that? You guys would hate her. I forgot to get milk life. from
0: the store. <gasps> oh no! He forgot the milk. Yeah, <laughs> honey, I left the light on at home. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> What's happening? Ugh. So yeah. Uh, and what I what I thought was interesting because a, a plating and presentation is certainly a part of what makes a master chef. Right. Uh, it seems like they kind of view that, but at the end, is a real. I guess. The chefs must know how hard this challenge is because they tell them at the home cooks at the end, like just even if it's still in the ramekins, whatever, just get it up to the pass, just right. get it right. up here to the station. So they're they're bringing stuff up still in, in the, the mold. In the,
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that.
2: Well, at least I feel like they were the chefs were understanding of how hard it was. They weren't trying to expect them to do, you know, the the garnishes and all of that. That just would have been just ridiculous in to, an hour. Nobody can do that in an hour.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, and seeing certainly Dan's approach to this did not look very confident. I mean, he basically was just screwing up left and right. And I I, I was wavering between him and Katie. I thought Sean was going to be able to make it through. So right. it really came down to me between Dan and Katie, which one was going to have the worst one.
2: Well, the thing is, I think Katie, like, can bake, though. That's what I was kind of, you know, she had done the cookie prior to that. And I think she kind of knew how to bake. And I wasn't thinking, like, Sean knew how to bake, really. So, I mean, it was impressive. So.
0: Yeah, so they they get down to uh, the pass and they go down and they try all of them and it seems at least like uh, Sean has the best cheesecake out of all of them. I mean, I mean, uh, Katie's was just so just so, so tiny, more more crust, more 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 like cookie crust uh, than yeah, than actually cheesecake. Like
1: some type of patty.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> didn't it seem like that. It, it, did. Felt, it looked like almost like a, like a whoopie pie sort of. Like, you just went mm-hmm. right,
1: right. Oh my god, it's throwback whoopie pie.
0: That's funny. <laughs> uh, Dan has the best declared. It seems to be because Sean's piped this when it was still too hot, so all all the uh, the vanilla custard inside just kind of seemed to go nowhere, it just kind of dissolved and dissipated. Uh, and then Katie, I uh, didn't even glaze hers at all. She didn't get any chocolate in her glass, so she just which, served which, a-
2: by the way, I am I have to say ganache is one of the easiest things to make ever, like ever. It is literally chocolate that you pour hot milk into, let it sit, and then you mix it. That's
1: so no excuses for you on like that one?
2: That, no. I, I think if you're, you know, coming down the end and you have your, your your eclair made, which, by the way, eclairs are the same thing that you do, see profiteroles, like this pate choux you can use and, like, it's, like, the basic, you know, pastry recipe that you learn in culinary school. Like, anybody who's in the, like, makes pastries knows how to make it. And so, and actually, they all, de- like, did decent ones, but, um... But yeah, so it like for her, I'm like, you have to have at least chocolate on there. Melt just white chocolate and something, put it on there.
1: Something. Yeah. It, you know what a, I would have enjoyed to watch for this particular um, elimination challenge is one of the the chefs actually cooking this beside them. No kidding. Yeah. I would right. Like, yeah. Something that's so intense like this. Okay. Let Let's see you do it with us.
0: Yeah, I would have seen. I have seen Christine in there. Like, yeah. yeah. Come on, get in here, lady. Let's see what you can do.
2: That would have been nice.
0: She'd be like this little. <laughs> stop uh, you can't face. see
1: his face Maria oh, my
2: I God. know well I'm trying to that's why I keep I don't know if you guys I keep like looking over to I'm trying to I don't know uh, this side whatever that yeah. is on your playback but this side I'm looking at I'm half my computer up, like so I'm trying to but it's delayed, right. a delayed reaction or whatever <laughs> so I haven't...
0: next time I'll hold it
2: no. okay <laughs> stop Let's
0: <laughs> hold and, it for a while and when they get to the molten lava cake uh, we find out that Katie's didn't really get firmed up at all because uh, it's still basically just liquidy when they turn it over. Uh, yeah. Sean's uh, Sean does well uh, with his, and then Dan's uh, his nine minute cook. <laughs> they, I do like they build up the suspense, and even then I was saying, is he going to pull off some sort of miracle because he cooked it super high, and they built up the suspense of Hitler with the ramekin, and it basically just like just a big pile bless of soup.
2: Him, bless him.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it comes down to who are they going to save, and it felt like just because Katie did not put any chocolate on that Claire, she yeah. gets the boot.
2: By the way, I just saw your reaction.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Was it worth the (laughs) wait? your
2: impression. Your impression. (laughs)
0: Uh, So I can understand why Katie got the boot. I mean, and she was never the strongest. She wasn't. Yeah.
2: She wasn't. And to be honest, I really liked Katie. And she especially as in through this episode as time went on. I really did like her because she I think at the end of the day, she's trying to be a really good role model for her kids. And I loved that part of her that was just always fighting till the end. And I love that.
1: I, she was annoying me um, with the french fries the last couple of...
0: <laughs> Well, just balancing that, that, that sense of like healthy fitness kind of food. She,
1: I feel like yeah. she was using that as an excuse um, to yeah. a certain extent. But she did fight, I will say. She did. She yeah. did, yeah. but...
0: Because at the end of at the end of the challenge, she says, "I have hope. I still have hope. I, I you know, I'm still Katie." <laughs> like, well, okay, bye bye. At the end of the day, I'm Katie. Uh, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes, honey, you are Katie.
0: Uh,
2: yeah. You gotta be secure with who you are. <laughs> exactly.
0: And they do kind of play mind game with her when they give her the cut because there's like, all right, and uh, and going yeah, going up with Katie. Yeah, You're going home and she, th- she you see that moment of like I made it Relief. and she starts making that walk towards Ooh. the balcony
2: <laughs> you like, know better right. you know better in this show that's not Ooh. even right you
0: he played her.
1: Girl, you didn't even have any chocolate on there. Mm. That was way too confident.
0: And now what I love, the difference between Nathan and Katie. Uh, Gordon takes a moment uh, to hear what Katie thinks in terms of who she, who she thinks has a chance of winning. Nathan, you didn't care about. Yeah, I don't care about your opinion, Nathan. Get, I think hit he the was just
1: stressful for everyone, too. I think he was just like, okay, go home and rest, honey. <laughs> just go, go have a seat. Go have several seats.
0: Breathe. Drink a bottle of water.
1: And... Um, you'll be all right, kiddo. Like, I think it was one of those things when Nathan was leaving, Mike.
0: Yeah, so now we've got our top five. So look at this. Uh, so as we start wrapping up, a couple of predictions about who now, seeing the playing field, who we think has a shot of being the Master Chef champion. So I guess we'll do a little predictions here. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. After Buzz TV predictions. James
1: Predictions. There you go. Right. Ding dong.
0: I can't pull that up because she's on Skype. Oh, I oh, love just it. Kidding. So then uh <laughs>
1: we can we do our it. own.
0: After Buzz TV <laughs> After Buzz TV.
1: Predictions.
0: Ooh, I love it.
1: Yes, yeah, right. that was sexy, James.
0: Marie Provenzano, who do you think has the shot of winning this thing?
2: Shot of winning. I still think Brandy is going to be a front runner, and Sean. I think that was my prediction the last time. Kind of doing the the Vegas versus the like down home kind of style. Um, I really like Tenoria, but I feel like Brandy has sort of surpassed her um, in a really
1: weird way. I agree.
2: Yeah, and I did. I mean, I, in all, all honesty, I. I like Sean a little bit more now, too, where he bothered me a lot in the beginning, and I think he's become more humble. Like, when he cried in this, I legit was, I mean, I'm not kidding. I was tearing up when he said that. He's like, I've cried more in the show than I have in my whole life, and I, like, started tearing up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I see I see Brandy, and I see Sean in the top, and I really I hate to say it, but I hope David goes home, because they showed the, um, like, thing of him getting really frustrated and taking his apron off and walking out, and I'm like, boy
1: bye <laughs> boy bye
0: yeah uh I uh ramen what do you think
1: um it's I for some reason in my soul I feel that it's gonna be a boys club thing I think the, the top really? two are gonna be Sean and um
2: David
1: yeah and out of the girls I obviously thought Tenoria was bomb.com but oh. I've been watching brandy and she's like the thoroughbred from behind she's she's coming up
0: no, I, I can't disagree. I was rooting for. I thought it was going to be Tenoria and Sean. I said that last week, but I'm agreeing with you. If uh, it has to be two, two it,
1: I I think it's going to be the two guys. But if I had to choose a chick, definitely I think Brandy is is up there. Yeah, I think she's it's gonna, earned a lot of my respect. I would agree.
0: Mm-hmm. I would. I'm, I'm leaning towards what Maria was saying. I think it's going to be Sean or Brandy. And
1: Tenoria maybe ha- maybe got a little too comfortable. Because she was getting all the praise, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. And, and or it,
2: like, is over it, I feel like. Either or. Sometimes I wonder if people, like, because this competition is so hard, they're just like, ugh, God, I'm just done. Sometimes
1: it sucks
0: your soul. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that.
2: Imagine
1: the people working on the show.
0: Well, if you watch Gordon. You only
2: know that because you've worked on shows. Right, you I'm know like, oh, right.
0: If you saw Facebook Live, you would see that they seem to be a really fun crew. They get together. Oh, really? Yeah, Gordon's trying to find a date for one of the show like, the, 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 That's probably the show only chefs. the EP's that's not that's right. not the little people i think it was the little people he oh, had like one of the guy crew members assistance. hanging out yeah one of the crew he's, uh, was uh he was a big tinder swiper so they're hanging Today. out gordon loved gonna talking about that this. yes it was great i'm
1: gonna have to check them out live i,
0: I feel like i'd see david the way they, they cut this next week's previews so i can see david going home but i think it's gonna be dan next i think like we've kind of reached the limits of where dan uh, can get in this competition
2: yeah. that's who deserves to go to home next
0: yeah uh, whether that be it or not but what I'm excited about for at least the next two episodes we're going to have Richard Blaze as one of the guest jazz one of my favorite chefs so I'm excited yes. to have him in the mix That'd be too. Uh, I, and I'm sure he's gonna at least cook one of the do a little one of the demo cooks there for there. and yeah. he's I mean he's used to top chef. He can nail any of that. So I'm not worried about how well he's gonna execute something underneath the kind of a pressure situation. so oh, I'm very excited.
1: He's not gonna be a wet blanket.
0: No, no. finally, <sighs> As, out of everybody, I'm most excited about Richard Blaze uh, judging this show this season. <laughs> so I'm excited. Guys, you're going to see Happy Frank next week. Oh, <laughs> okay. instead no.
2: of Hateration
0: Frank. Hateration. Yeah. nation Next week, I'll just bring you some Haterade to calm <laughs> you down next oh, week. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of MasterChef After Show. Look at this. We did it, Maria. You didn't we think it did was possible. It.
2: Yay.
0: Look at that. So, folks, you can like And my up.
2: baby didn't wake up.
0: Look at that. I Perfect, know. everybody. Uh, <laughs> if you want to make, wake Maria's baby up, you can tweet her. I uh, had Maria Provenzano. <laughs> Send your favorite uh-huh. uh, yelling birthday uh, baby wake-up chants to her. Yeah, and she'll read them out loud to her baby. See if Yeah, wake them up. don't do that. Uh, no, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. What am I <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> he is. Uh, but, uh, folks, you can like us on Facebook. You can give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Usually when Maria's here, she's got her computer up. The, we have the chat running, so you're able to chat with us, ask us questions about food and cooking. Maria's great about answering any of your questions. Hopefully, uh, we'll all be back together on in the studio next next week we'll do that again because we love interacting with you fans Uh, but if they want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over Robin where can they find you
1: you can find Robin with a V McSweeney at B stays busy B I Z Z Y and that's everywhere and anywhere
0: and Maria where can they find you I think gone. Oh, out. Maria's gone. Oh, at Maria, Maria Provenzano. Provenzano. Yes, <laughs> that's where you can find her. She's a delight. And you can follow me at Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. And that was not facetious about It, it sounded like she's a delight. That was uh, very <laughs> sincere from my heart, Maria. I love you. Please don't stop bringing prank bring Goods into the studio. I <laughs> uh, will see you next week here for the Master After Show and After Buzz TV. Bye bye.